Hi everyone, this is Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are here to chat fantasy for week two of the 2022 semifinals. So our salary cap game's up, draft leagues are open, um, preview shows have been dropped, they're on the Clydesdale Media YouTube and our podcast, so check them out. Instagram has some sort of slides from those if you're just listening to the podcast and want to sort of look back at them. Our Instagram is at Fantasy Fitnessing. And yeah, we're here to talk fantasy for week two. But first, we're going to kind of loop back on what happened in week one. <laughs> yeah, so looking back at week one, uh, so just wanted to give a shout out to our podium winners and uh, recipients of some gooder sunglasses here. So first place, we had Pay the Man. Uh, he had a team of Cole Grayshaber, Ricky Garrard, uh, what is it, Mortit Spiebig, Tia Claire Toomey Orr, Karen Freyova, and Olivia Sulik. So ended up winning by 27 points over Yessi Wad. Uh, Yessi Wad, uh, shout out to him. He's the only person who picked Enrico Zioni, uh, who made it to the games out of the Lowlands throwdown. And in third place, William Hall, 2016. So congrats um, to them. Uh, interesting about them, all three of them had... Um, Mortis Fiebig on their team. So clearly he was the um, key to finishing up on the podium this year, or this week, I should say. And then um, shout out to all our friends on the media leaderboard. So Yessi Wad, um, also a member of our media board. He does a lot of coverage um, of CrossFit and athletes focused in Greece. Um, so he won that one as well. Um, again, kind of by a long shot over um, I was in second and you were in third and then kind of bringing up was the Clydesdale media team and uh, coffee pods and wads. So again, interesting to follow around, see what um, people with kind of a more focused ear on the sport uh, think there. So, uh, but again, yeah, salary cap, get in uh, to it this week. Yeah. And one thing on that media leaderboard, if you are listening to this and follow us, and you have like a podcast, YouTube channel, something that you're covering, like a part of the elite um, individual kind of sport, shoot us like a DM on Instagram and we will get you added to that media leaderboard as well. Because we don't, there's a lot of stuff out there. We don't, it's impossible to follow everybody. But so if you are playing our games and you have stuff, let us know and we'll get you on that leaderboard too. And if you listen to a podcast who's not on that list, you should shoot them a DM and tell them to sign up and see how they do. Yes, that too, for sure. And then tell them to play and tell them to get us to get them on the leaderboard. You know, let's all play together. All right, so that was sort of a look back at the salary cap winners. And then how did that Clydesdale Media Draft League go? Yeah, so the Clydesdale Media Draft League, we did a, a live draft on YouTube last week. Um, with the draft games in fantasy fitness things. So um, kind of a humble brag here. I finished in first. Um, my team was Laura Horvath, Haley Adams, Ellie Turner, BKG, Jay Crouch, Sam Stewart. Um, so I finished just under 100 points ahead of um, Team Ready, or Amy from the Clyde Self Fitness and Friends Show, who was in second. Um, yeah, you know, that league, we, I think we'll share the share the teams last week and we'll show the leaderboard there. But again, fun way to get involved. Um, was happy with how my team did. I think Sam Stewart was a bit of a surprise for everybody, just how he finished up this past weekend. But um, yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, I think when I posted of like who people thought was going to win, 
multiple people selected your team. Yeah. They also thought you were going to win. So it played out how everybody thought. Yes. I also picked with less heart than they did. They had <laughs> soft spots for all the people they interview, which I don't have that. So. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit outside the uh, relationships with athletes kind of thing. We just look at stats. All right. So week one is done. On to the week two salary cap game. What kind of strategy, what are you looking at for that? Yeah, so week two, it's going to be a bit different. Um, one, we only have two semifinals to choose from. So just the the pool of athletes is going to be a bit different. Uh, and uh, just one of them is one of the big events, um, with Mid- Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, uh, with the second one being kind of a smaller event with the fittest in Cape Town. So uh, if you look back to our preview shows, I guess kind of overall field strength that you see is that the fittest in Cape Town's going to be generally weaker um, than what you see in uh, at the MAC. But I guess in terms of fantasy, that really isn't going to play into a factor of this just because they're individual competition. So um, people at in the fittest in Cape Town compete against them, fittest or at MAC compete against them. So each one has 600 points available in each for the winners. So um, you don't have to worry about, you know, choosing between one event and another that way. But, you know, looking at it this week, um, took a look at average event finish. Um, Really average event finish, the better average event finish, the more points they score, the more points they score, the better your fantasy team does, which is really what we're going for here. And so I was looking back to last year and actually was surprised by the results. So for this week, kind of looking at the top end athletes um, that we see, um, looking at, again, top three finishers from last year in Fittis and Cape Town. Uh, so you had Michelle Bassinet uh, finished first on the women's side. Her average event finish was 3.3. Uh, Dina Swift was second at Fittis. Her average finish was 4.4. And Michelle Morand was third at and her average event finish was 8.4. So I was really trying to think and just looking at the depth of fields, I really expected fittest to be um, significantly higher um, in terms of average event finish, just because the competition is a little bit thinner. Uh, But looking back to last year's granite field, which I think is really going to be more comparable than last year's Mac, just because Mac had like Tia and Brooke Wells and um, Haley Adams. So it was super top heavy, but looking at granite, Ariel Lowen, who won Granite, her average event finish was 4.3. Nal O'Brien was 4.4, and Emma Carey is 6.1. So um, Lowen and Bassinet, uh, Bassinet, or Bassinet's event finish was one spot higher than Lowen's. Second place, Swift and O'Brien were exactly the same. And then the third place finisher, Emma Carey, uh, was about two average two spots higher than Michelle Moran did at uh, in Fittis in Cape Town. And then... So looking at that, I would probably, again, try to focus on the top two athletes on the women's side. Um, probably doesn't make a difference between who you pick. Uh, you have, uh, who is it, Brooke Wells and Daniel Brandon in Mac, who are probably going to be the sure things when you look at that women's field. And after that, it kind of, it gets a little, you know, iffy of who's going to make it. You, Bailey Royale probably is going to be your, Third, I think she's relatively safe at this point. But then after that, you got, you know, Sydney Michaelison, who also went to the games last year. Um, but then it's going to be probably um, pretty 
iffy of who will be next at this point, which will be fun from a fan standpoint, but makes it tricky from a fantasy standpoint. So we'd really want to focus on those top athletes in either one, whether you go Daniel Brandon or Brooke Wells. And I think Brooke Wells probably is the favorite to win the event, but she also hasn't been on the competition floor since her elbow injury last year. So um, kind of Daniel, or yeah, Daniel Brandon's probably your for sure thing where Brooke Wells probably has higher upside. And then on it fittest, you know, I think really Michelle Bassanet is the favorite leading into it. Although she didn't win quarterfinals, I think Michelle Moran won quarterfinals, but it, it's probably likely that Michelle Bassanet will finish the top there. So really, if you're looking for one of those athletes, I don't think there is a big difference between either uh, choosing fittest in Cape Town or at Mac. On the men's side, however, I think there is a difference there. So looking back to last year's fittest, Jason Smith won. His average event finish was 2.1. Uh, what is it? Duvenage, I can't remember his first name off the top of my head. Um, his average finished was 3.4. And then in third place, uh, AJ Visor, his average event finish was 7.4. So again, comparing that to Granite last year, you had Saxon Panchik, who won, uh, had an average event finish of 5.3. Chandler Smith, average event finish 6.4. And then Tim Paulson uh, was 6.9. So again, looking at those top two, there you do see a difference. You have, you know, Smith and, or the first two finishers at fittest, averaging about three event or three places higher per event than the guys at Granite, which... It's going to translate into 12 points in event or, you know, 72 points over the course of the competition. So I think there is some room there if you want to take, like, Jason Smith is probably going to finish um, first or second um, there with Duvenage. So I think those guys are actually really safe bets to build your team around just because their, their score is likely going to be a lot higher than the men on the Granite side. And then, you know, Granite, or not, sorry, at Mac, I should say, uh, and then the guys at Mac this year, it's going to be kind of a, it's going to be a slugfest because you got Saxon Panchik, Dallin Pepper, Noah Olson, and Cole Sager. So all four of those guys have capabilities of winning this event, which you know it's going to be super fun to watch, but um, could be kind of a, a toss up in terms of who scores points. Like it could be just like the men's field at Torian this past week where you didn't know who was going to win an event and it was going to be tough. So I would expect that to be what's there. So Again, to kind of bring this back, in terms of building your rosters, I think you're safe for Brandon Brookwells or Michelle Bassanet on the women's side. Uh, but if you are looking to pick up those top athletes on the men's side, I would pick out of the fittest Cape Town um, with Smith and Duvenage, um, just because I think they're going to be more for sure things and score higher on the men's side that way. So pretty much the plan for this week would to be more like aces and wild cards kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think your aces and wild cards will be your better bet. The balance approach worked well last week just because there was so many different athletes available, but it's really going to be a hard guess to figure out who wins those positions. Uh, you see the women's side at Mac, you got uh, outside of those top two, it, I think it will be, up in the air of who finishes same and then the men's side the top four uh are pretty set but after that who knows uh, where and then fittest in cape town similar type of thing i mean we just know 
less about those athletes, unfortunately. So it's going to be tougher to kind of have those for sure, you know, fourth or fifth place finishes that we had this past week. Yeah, true. All right. So that is salary cap strategy. Now draft strategy. Yeah, draft strategy is going to be, you know, along those same lines. I would probably, you know, if I was going to do a draft today, you know, surprisingly, Jason Smith would probably be the top pick. Um, and then from there, you could either go, was it Ruin Duvenage or Brandon or Daniel Brandon, Brooke Wells, um, Michelle Bassinet. So probably would want to have one of those five um, within the first round. And then from there, uh, again, I think it probably drops off a bit. I probably would then focus on the rest of the, the men's field at Mac, or at least those other four guys to get one of Olsen, Pepper or Saxon. So. Yeah, based on how Sprague did last week, I'd say Pepper probably a solid pick this week. Yeah, I think, yeah, with that brute strength crew, that is a good point that James Sprague was probably kind of the litmus test for those guys. So to see him probably overachieve at Syndicate means that, yeah, Pepper and Toon are, are probably good bets for the rest of the semifinals. Yeah. Sweet. So that is kind of it for our fantasy chat for week two get your salary cap teams in at fantasyfitnessteam.com and get some buddies together and get a little draft going you can kind of in a way get more of the bigger name athletes doing a draft <laughs> you don't kind of have to go as deep as the salary cap game makes you go so yeah anything else dave yeah no it, again draft has some you know fun advantages because there's always Every athlete can only be picked once, so um, it gives you a chance to get your favorites, but it also gives you an opportunity to cheer for some other athletes because there's, you know, nothing like watching a final heat and knowing that, you know, if Pepper beats Cole Sager, you get bragging rights over your buddies. So um, make sure you get in there and uh, have some fun. Sounds good. So that is it from us for week two, and we will see you on the leaderboard.